there's always humor in conflict, right? It's like what's that old old timey odd couple TV show? <laughs> it's a formula. It's a winning formula. Yeah, you know, someday we might have our own TV show and it'll be that that quintessential photo of us back to back with our arms crossed. One of us looking like, you know, oops, he's, I did he's it again. an uptight white guy. She's a sexy <laughs> Hispanic black woman. Wait till they get to some hijinks. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Costa Rica Two Waves. I am Ariana Bradford. And I am Mark Bradford. And you are joining us on our very first episode. This is the podcast where you are going to get both sides of expat life, not the usual honey-coated stuff. But uh, before we get into that, let's go ahead and do some intros. Uh, Mark, my darling, why don't you start? Sure. So uh, I was born in the Bay Area, California. And then when I was 13, um, my parents sold their veterinary practice and moved to a farm in Southern Oregon. And I tell that story because I feel like that's kind of like two sides of my personality, right? I, I've been in technology sales, um, working for a lot of, you know, Silicon Valley type companies. I kind of have that uh, <laughs> California-esque um, nerdy techie nerdy side of me. And then I'm also kind of a farm boy. You know, I did 4-H, homeschooled in high school. Um, can imagine how, uh, how popular and awesome of a teenager that made me. Um, and um, so I've kind of approached this expat thing kind of through those, those lenses. Like I research everything to ad nauseum. You know, I'd like to like give a dissertation on whatever I'm, I'm looking into. And then I'm also fine with, you know, bugs and all sorts of the weird little unpleasant things um, that happen there. I get, a, I get. In fact, you even wanted to keep bugs as a pet as a kid. Yeah. I mean, my. my Spe- specifically cockroaches. <laughs> my list of potential <laughs> pets was highly inclusive. Yeah. I, I think, Very I think inclusive. I drew the line yeah. at parasites. That's. <laughs> That's, Barely. Well, you know, leeches are fine. Uh, <laughs> could do some old-timey old medicine if it came into a pinch. S- suck up your insanity. <laughs> um, so a little bit about me, Ariana. Uh, I have lived in a lot of different places, pretty much did a huge lap around the United States. I've lived in New Jersey Connecticut, New York, Florida, Texas, and finally the Pacific Northwest right before moving here to Costa Rica. Um, I was raised in the suburbs and I was raised usually as the only black woman in the room. So needless to say, I am, uh, I'm not very adventurous in any shape, way or form. Uh, My idea of an adventure was driving out to the lake on like a Saturday to go look at lightning bugs as long as they didn't touch me. I 
don't, I wouldn't say that I am a naturey person at all or a naturalist. Um, I respect nature, uh, but I would prefer it don't touch me um, and that it stays outside. But I, uh, I do have an appreciation for natural beauty. I am an ambivert. I definitely lean introvert though. So I'm, I'm really not huge on too much peopling. And yeah, I think that's about it. Um, neither one of us mentioned the fact that we have two children. Oh that God, the children. Raising here. <laughs> because um, that's just the good parents we are. We are amazing people who forget our kids during our intros. <laughs> we are actually raising a seven-year-old boy and a five-year-old girl. They are really cool kids. And that's about what we've got for our first just foray into who we are. Can you think of anything else, Mark? Because we already forgot that we have children. Yeah. So. I feel like I'm missing everything now. <laughs> I will say, um, Mark is also much, much more active than I am. He thinks that hiking and camping and basically things that people used to have to do when they lived their lives on the rails uh, in old times is fun. I think that if it doesn't have Wi-Fi or a spa or hot water, I, I really would rather it not touch me or that you don't make me do it. So that's another thing which is absolutely hilarious because at this moment we are recording this in separate rooms in the uh, house that we are renting and Mark is sitting in the air conditioned room and I am sitting out here sweating my metaphorical balls off Gross. with no fan outside <laughs> in a house uh, up, like not up, uh, outside, but you know, upstairs uh, where we have no air conditioning, which is actually quite common for a lot of houses here in Costa Rica. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get into why we did this. Mark, you start. Why did you think that this was a good idea? And don't you dare say because I told you so. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> you can't say I made you do this. Go ahead. So answer A is off the table. Um, <laughs> no. I think it's just been interesting as we've gone through this process, oftentimes we came to the exact same conclusion about something, um, but our reasons for doing so and our, and our kind of process for getting there was very different. And so we thought like, hey, you know, there's all these, there's, God, there's so many blogs and podcasts and everything talking about Costa Rica. Um, but we thought it would be interesting to have kind of, two different voices with different perspectives that might illuminate um, uh, some of the things that kind of would get glossed over otherwise, right? Because to some people, they just aren't a big deal. So they just choose, they just don't talk about it. Um, plus there's always humor in conflict, right? It's like, what's that old, old timey odd couple TV show? <laughs> it's a formula, uh, it's a winning formula. Yeah, you know, someday we might have our own TV show and it'll be that, that quintessential photo of us back to back with our arms crossed. One of us looking like, you know, oops, I he's, did it He's again. an uptight white guy. She's a sexy <laughs> Hispanic black woman. Wait till they get to some hijinks. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, you did bring up one other thing that is going to be a very interesting part of my personal... Oh, 
my personal journey here is that I am actually Puerto Rican and Cuban. My father is second generation Puerto Rican and Cuban, which would make you think, oh boy, she must speak Spanish already. But the answer is no. And someday we will get into that more. But right now, let's just say that my father uh, did not teach me how to speak Spanish growing up. And so I have actually had to learn basically at the same time as Mark. And, you know, some of the people who I talk to regularly, I, I actually have made a pretty good friend down here who is this white, blonde-haired woman. And we laugh about the fact that if we were walking down the street, people would assume that I'm <laughs> the Spanish speaker. But she grew up here, and she speaks so well. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, uh, donde esta uh, la parada de autobús? Eh? So it's, it's, uh, that's also kind of part of my thing. As a matter of fact, Mark, um, on some levels, is better at Spanish than I am. But people wouldn't know that looking at him. <laughs> what else would you say you got from your Cuban and Puerto Rican roots? I mean, I'm very loud. That that's is also a going. thing. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> but uh, anyway, speaking about my stuff, uh, my, my reasoning, rather, for doing this is, is pretty similar to Mark's. I got very sick of looking at all of the same blogs and kind of feeling like I was seeing just certain kinds of people. Uh, people who either were like in love with nature and practically wanted to live in the jungle, or people who were beach people, or people who obviously had a lot more money um, than the regular, than the everyday person and could move to a different country every year. Um, and I was just kind of reading these blogs thinking, where the hell are the people like me? Like the people who don't really like nature that much and probably would crush, you know, a spider, except I actually don't do that. I asked Mark to do it. People who maybe are coming here for different reasons that you might not see on a motivational poster in a sales cubicle. So I, you know, Mark and I had kind of been talking about how important it was for people to hear from different mindsets. And initially he wanted to just write about it. But I said, you know, I just think it's gonna be a lot more interesting if people actually get to listen to us snipe at each other instead of seeing it passive aggressively entered into blog posts. And here we are. Snipe's a strong word, I prefer. <laughs> I prefer playful banter. Sure, playful banter. That's, that's another word that we could call it. Um, we are also partially doing this over, over uh, Zoom. And so you can't really see our facial expressions, but they are they're often in the... <laughs> see, Mark is making faces right now like he doesn't know what I'm talking about, even though I haven't finished my sentence yet. So this is the kind of stuff you're going to be treated to, just saying. Um, <laughs> Vague <laughs> descriptions of what we're seeing. <laughs> well, the whole point is to imagine, if you will. Well, I mean, you know. So it is important that you get a little bit of backstory into what we thought of Costa Rica before we even started looking into it. And so I do think it would be a good idea, Mark, for us to share our first visit ever to Costa Rica. And how we how we're, each, we're starting with that. How we each, yes, this is important. This is, this is important because people need to know exactly 
why it was a surprise that we wound up here. And I also want them to see how you and I approached <laughs> that particular situation because I think it's a good, idea, a good example of how we handle things differently. All right. <laughs> why don't you start? So our first visit to Costa Rica, well, first of all, I've wanted to, to come to Costa Rica for years and years and years. I was a huge animal nerd and Costa Rica has an incredible amount of biodiversity, um, especially given it's a very, very small landmass. It's a country about the size of West Virginia with about 5 million people, maybe it's five and a half million people right around there. Um, so it's not very big at all. Um, and just an incredible amount of uh, diversity. So I think this idealized vision for, for what it was. We got an opportunity to go there because the company I worked for had a president's club, which I qualified for. Um, and that was the des destination this, um, that particular year. So we went, we had our, our babies were very young at that point. I think Charlie was, two. Uh, she, she was, was, like, she was, she wasn't even two yet. She hadn't even okay. turned two yet. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister and her husband were going to watch him for the first few days. And then my parents were going to come up from Southern Oregon. We were, staying, we were living in Portland at the time and watch him for the rest. And we do the exchange. My, my brother and sister come over. They were going to take the kids to daycare. Um, and then as we're seen on the tarmac in LA, my brother-in-law calls to let me know that Charlie, our daughter, cannot um, go to daycare because she is puking everywhere. And they have to scramble, um, end up having to take the day off from work. Get a, we were able to get a, day to, a babysitter for the next day. I feel like I need to t tighten the story up. Um, <laughs> so Charlie, Charlie is super sick. We end up having um, a babysitter come to watch them. And the babysitter is par parked in front of the house. So my brother-in-law, who's driving our car, um, parks out front instead. And that's important because on our second or third day, uh, while we're in Costa Rica, they call us. I think the first thing they said was, don't be mad. Um, <laughs> Which is always a good way to keep someone from getting angry is like, yeah. don't be mad. Yeah. That's, that's always a good way to start things. Basically, our first trip to Costa Rica, our children got sick, our car was stolen, not only stolen, but they found some, like a kind of emergency credit card we have, used that to go on a Taco Bell uh, <laughs> cigarette and Payless shoes shopping spree, <laughs> like you do. Um, and then when we cut the cards off, they used the car to commit armed robbery. Um, and there was a police chase and they went over like the spikes and everything and then crashed into three other vehicles. So we're getting to see our vehicle on the news while we're at this beautiful resort in Costa Rica. And, and how did you feel about that, Mark? Um, yeah, like, how did you feel? Like, how were you handling this the whole time we were hearing these things? My response was, that sucks. There's nothing I can do about it now. Uh, yes, I would like another daiquiri, please. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> just, I'll deal with it when I get home. That was pretty much, pretty much my reaction. And that continued when each successive day, we're getting more and more bad news. Our kids were sick. We got to see videos of my poor mother just covered in throw up 
um, all, th- all throughout the night. It's more of, that sucks. I'll have another daiquiri, please. <laughs> so I want to point out some things here because this, this is, like I said, this is a great example of how Mark and I see things. Now, Mark's explanation is very, to the point, very, you know, just this is the simple details. You could tell that for him, it, it almost, it sucked, but it wasn't like life altering, okay? For me, this was the first time that I had ever left the country uh, since having children. This was the first time that I had left the children at home. And he kind of touched on this, but you guys, we were hearing bad news every day. From the tarmac to the last day before we came home, it was bad news every day. Thursday was when we found out our daughter was sick. Friday, nothing happened. Saturday was when we found out our car was stolen. And I always tell people, if you want to imagine how this felt, imagine that you are in the most beautiful place possible. It was the most gorgeous day a person could be alive. Wind was rustling through the trees. The skies were a perfect blue. It wasn't humid. It wasn't too hot. And we are on Google Hangouts, I think, at the time, trying to work with our brother-in-law to report the car stolen to the police. And the following day was when they told us that they found the car and what happened with it. And then the following day was when we found out that our kids were back to being sick and puking all over my mother-in-law. And uh, the mother-in-law thing, by the way, is actually kind of hilarious because we actually did get to watch the video and Mark's poor mom is in a different shirt every video. And at one point we're watching and I go, where is your dad? And all this, like we're watching her just like having to clean them and having to fix things. And I'm like, where the hell is like backup? Like this poor lady is handling this by herself. Literally the very next video is Mark's dad (laughs) wandering around with bed sheets, looking horribly confused. Like, how did I get roped into this? (laughs) I'm, I'm an old man. I haven't had to do this in ages. It was... It would have been hilarious if I wasn't so uh, upset. But where Mark was kind of handling things with this very go with the flow, whatever, this is kind of life, this is what happens type attitude, I, by the last day, was extremely grouchy. I did not want to be there anymore. I had wanted to leave like a day before. Um, And I was actually traumatized for a full year after I wound up having to go to therapy and start taking anti-anxiety meds. And probably a few months after, um, I remember a few months after that trip, I had my first panic attack. I had not known about it. So I was just kind of a mess already. And I'm at work and Mark messages me and goes, hey, guess where the trip, uh, because this was all paid for by his work. Uh, He goes, guess where the trip is going to be next year? And I was like, I'm not even thinking about where. And he goes, Thailand. And my actual first response was, I'm not going. And I was maybe 25% kidding. I, I did not want to ever leave home again. So, you know, we, we handle things completely differently. Um, we see things very differently. And so when Mark first came up to me suggesting that we move here to Costa Rica, I thought that he was screwing with me. I'm not even going to lie. I thought he was messing with me. Um, but he wasn't. And we are... Now, here for what? It's been about two months. Um, But we did come here to visit back in February. 
And that kind of brings us right back around to the whole point. We want you guys to be able to hear how we arrived at this, what our overall opinion has been of living here, and just the different things that we, uh, we deal with as a family. And um, the funny thing is, despite our different opinions, I think we can both truly say, honestly say that we love it here. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think we love it. Maybe I don't know if we love it for different reasons. Why would you say you love it here in Costa Rica? Um, Besides the two cans. Oh God, that's a good one. Taking option, <laughs> taking option A. You keep taking taking my first option right off the right off the deck. Because <laughs> I know that if I don't, you're just gonna go for the easiest answer. You can't do that. That's just lazy. Uh, probably the macaws. Um, no. Okay, that's cheating. That's yet another bird. You have to pick something that's not a bird. I, just, I know. I wake up every day. I look out the window. The, the, the view is gorgeous. Um, I feel energized. I'm ready to start my day. I get to have some incredible coffee. Um, and just like our whole lifestyle, our whole life, like we get out to spend a lot of time together as a family. But once again, the weather was amazing. And then you know, people are nice and friendly. We were living in like, this kind of like little small town. Um, this kind of very, has, like a very comforting feel to it. Um, yeah, what about you? So for me, um, I, and again, you know, I, I know that this is mostly emotion here as opposed to fact, but I've felt very connected actually to Costa Rica ever since we came in, we visited in February. Um, it's definitely not suggestible that you just move down here. You should totally at least visit twice, I think, or at least visit once, but I think that you should visit twice, probably. At, oh, at least. At, at least. And when we visited uh, back in February, we also made absolutely sure that our trip was nothing like a vacation. Um, there was no chilling by the pool, you know, drinking alcohol. It was pretty much, we were out every day exploring and visiting and kind of doing our research. And I think that that was extremely helpful in us figuring out where we wanted to wind up. Um, and even when I was here in February, you know, I, I made a point as we drove around of trying to Take in the sights and take in the natural beauty, but take it in with a very muted attitude. Not with this, wow, look at how gorgeous it is, but more of a, okay, how would I feel if I saw this every day? Driving home and, and running errands, how would I feel? Once that excitement and once that wonder is gone, where would I stand on this? And despite that, I just felt at home. And I have felt at home uh, ever since. And I know that the weather definitely plays a part where we, uh, where we are. We are here in, in Atenas, which is in the Central Valley. We decided on it for multiple reasons, but one of the biggest is that it has this, I don't know if it is, is it an official slogan? Yeah. El, yeah, it's uh, el mejor clima sí. del mundo, which is the best climate in the world. Um, and it, it really is just year round, you're talking probably anywhere from 72 degrees Fahrenheit to about 85, 86, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. So uh, you can hear my neighbor's dogs backing, barking in the background because 
<laughs> That's just Costa Rica. Talk about how great the weather is. Um, yeah. <laughs> they are. They're telling us, you know, they're trying to tell me that I should be using centigrade because I'm here now. But I don't I don't get centigrade. It doesn't make any sense to me, frankly. I feel like 23 sounds like it should be cold. I don't really understand it. So we're going with Fahrenheit because that's what I want. Um, but, you know, basically, I know that it's the weather. The people here are, are incredibly friendly. Um, and, and it's a genuine kindness. It's not a an overwrought like trying really hard to pacify people. Um, it's, it's honest, it's real, and I really like it here. So, and, and I feel, you know, I feel that it's a very accepting place. And, you know, we'll get into it more in, in later episodes, but I do feel that there is an acceptance of pretty much anyone as long as, um, you know, you show that you're willing to learn the language and you're willing to accept the way culture works here. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love it for those reasons, and I feel happy you're here, safer here. Part of the reason I left the United States was because I didn't feel safe anymore. Um, and Mark and I actually left the United States, I think, for similar reasons, but I think they were at different weights. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think we all have the same factors. I think I like your, um, the word of waiting. Yeah, I would, I'd, I'd agree. If you were to put mm -hmm. a score, the composite score would probably have all the same factors. They would just be weighted differently. Right. Like, I think number one for me was, you know, I was feeling less and less safe as a black woman in the United States. And, um, you know, I, I had started speaking out a lot more and feeling, and, you know, I was, I was getting insulted and threatened. And it was just, it was scaring me and it was scaring me for my daughter um, and for my son, but mostly for my daughter. Our, da my, our daughter looks like a perfect little Moana doll. Like she's, you know, brown skinned, curly hair. And I've just, I've seen what that can look like uh, for people who look like us. So that scared me. Um, and I know that for Mark, I wanna say that a big thing for you was financial freedom and more time with your family. Would you say that that's probably correct, or would you probably adjust that a bit? I'd probably say uh, quality of life, right? And quality of life can encompass, mm -hmm. you know, how much does your how much does your life cost, which is a financial component. But you know, free free time. Mm -hmm. um, I think weather is always a big component. You know, I think. Well, you and I have talked a lot throughout the years about what would our ideal life look like, right? Mm -hmm. And that means that encompasses a lot of things. That's a very holistic you to be taking um it, mm -hmm. it's hey what is your what is your daily schedule what is the kind of culture you're surrounded by how do you spend your free time how do you spend your work time um and he, you know that i proposed many possible options mm -hmm. oh yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's laughing by the way because some of his options involved me moving to states that i'm pretty sure were rejected sets for the movie Django Unchained. So I'm not entirely certain what he was thinking. Uh, he was like, what about Tennessee? What about North Carolina? What about, and I was like, what are you trying to do to me? Like, why are you trying to murder me? I don't understand. Have you not watched like a Civil War documentary in a while? I refuse, that's, that's a no. So yeah, we did have some other options, but as you were saying before I interrupted, which will happen probably many times. That's, that's, that's what this whole <laughs> thing's about here. 
Uh, You're welcome. So I, I tried out all these different options, and for various reasons, they just never felt right. Right? We would kind of, we would mm -hmm. get to a point in the research where we would just lose interest, or you'd recognize, eh, this isn't really what we're looking for. And as soon as I just expanded the variable, and it was actually you who got me doing this, you were basically expressing, I don't want to live in the U.S. anymore. And then your default option was Canada, which I looked at you like you were insane because you hate being cold and wet. Okay, and but I was and have and have sad. So I was like, thinking for your job. I was thinking in terms of your job because I was just trying to think of oh places where your job would have an office. I was not thinking in terms of I, I was trying to be kind because a lot of companies you know. You also, where you, work. you also suggested the UK too. Another Again, very have, rainy place. They have a branch there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't mention like some well, place. So while you're struggling, struggling to function <laughs> in the rainy Pacific Northwest, you're like, hey, let's let's double down on this thing. Again, uh, I was trying. You know what? This is why. This is why I, I no longer try to be reasonable. This is exactly why I'm just going to start making unrealistic suggestions from now well, on. Part of it was part of it was reasonable. There was a component there, just the specific specific. Hey Mark, choices. let's move to Papua New Guinea. Hey I Mark, know nothing. Hey Mark, let's let's move to Antarctica. Hey, let's just build a rocket out of some tin cans and some firecrackers and move to the moon. Why not the moon, Mark? There's no people what's, on the moon. What's the tax law like in the moon? I'm listening. <laughs> Mark, Mark <laughs> Am I a Mark, sovereign nation? Mark is definitely the more financial of the two of us. And honestly, throughout this whole planning, when we were planning uh, how we were going to make this move, he definitely was the one who took the financial reins. Um, and he tried. Lord help him. He tried to explain to me sometimes why the choices we were making were what they were, but the moment that you start throwing certain financial terms and, and numbers and money sense stuff around, it's like my eyes glaze over. Um, so in a future episode, we probably will get a little bit more into how that financial portion played into our choice. And you probably won't hear a lot of me during that episode because I, I still don't really quite even understand what an IRA is. And Mark has made me listen to podcast episodes. Don't shake your head at me. Mark has made me listen to podcast episodes about IRAs. And I still am not entirely certain what it is I was listening to. I know that we have one. I know that Mark helped with it. I really don't know how it works. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, so, yeah. <laughs> so, the point was... He it looks was so you. disappointed in me. Let's just, let's just move on or else I'm going to cry. Um, so you were the one who got me thinking outside the country. And as soon as I kind of threw that variable in, like, hey, you know, well, what if, what if we're not living there? Uh, we're not living in the United States. What options become available? Um, that's when Costa Rica really started to click. And I, I remember it was the... <laughs> It was the fires of 2020. <laughs> we, we were like in like the secondary evacuation zone. Like, like you don't have to leave, but you might want to. Mm -hmm. um, and and the, the smoke was miserable. And we were in Florida. And I'm, I was just thinking like, man, we really do better in warm weather. You know, we, we met in Austin. We both loved it there. Mm -hmm. um, and I was watching. I had really gotten into permaculture. Um, 
and was watching some videos on permaculture and then it happened that the YouTube path led me to some ones about permaculture in Costa Rica. And they were talking about like a, uh, an eco community there. And that's when things just like very quickly to fell into place. And I remember I, I did all my research kind of like watched, I watched hours of videos and then I, then I made the pitch. The pitch. Yes. Yes. Um, and initially the pitch was responded to with some words that I will not repeat because I am trying to keep this at least PG-13. And one of the things that I would definitely suggest in any couple, frankly, I know that some people feel like, oh, if we're making a giant choice like this, we should totally be making every single decision together. And maybe that works for some people. I feel like if Mark and I had been trying to make every decision together, we would still be in the United States. Um, because we just make decisions differently and we, we excel at different topics. Um, and so there was a lot of research that was done by Mark that I really didn't have anything to do with. And then he would kind of present to me what he found. And it was the same with me when it came to things like schools, um, social climate, uh, you know, doctors, medical stuff, insurance stuff, like a lot of that stuff. Um, we, we would look at, delegate to each other, look at separately and come together to talk about together. And if one of us didn't know the answer to something or one of us wanted to know more information, we would ask the other one and then either look it up ourselves, look it up together or have the other person go look at it. And Mark did a ton of research before he came to me. Um, and I think, you know, he knows me well enough that he knew that if he could show me that Costa Rica was not a bunch of you know, mud huts and tin cans tied together with string, which we have since found a lot of, a lot of people in the U.S. seem to think Costa Rica is, and that it wasn't just, you know, some place that I was going to go to where things were going to go horribly bad, uh, that we would, that I would be willing to think about it. And he was correct. You did a lot of research, actually. You found out about, what, developments, their... Healthcare, tax laws. Eco, their eco-friendliness um, here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, schooling options. I mean, you, you, you knew what the schooling options were. That is true. You did look at what schooling was like down here um, before I really started looking into like schools. That is true. Um, yeah, residency process. Oof, the residency process. That is, that is one lengthy process. Um, but you know, we, when Mark came to me with this, initially I did, not, I did not like the concept because of our past with Costa Rica, because of how I, I because moving to another country is scary. That's really what it is. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. And it's especially terrifying, I think, when you live in a place like the United States where, and I have told Mark this numerous times, the United States excels at efficiency. It is very good at getting you your order in 15 minutes, uh, getting you in and out of the door of the doctor, you know, in under an hour in most places. It's very good at giving you 30 minute oil changes. It's excellent at making things fast, which, which makes us feel very blessed. And, and we're used to that. We're used to an attitude in the United States that is very much, okay, my time is money. You got to make this fast for me. No, I think, yeah, I think the convenience becomes kind of addicting. It does. It becomes, I mean, look at Amazon Prime. Yeah. 
you guys, Amazon Prime, like that was, we were using it almost every day in the United States. And here in Costa Rica, I mean, you can use it. And, you know, I've heard of people getting things in less than a week, which is great. Um, but it's still, you know, we, you don't get things in two days here or in 24 hours. There's no such thing really as same day delivery from Amazon Prime. And, you know, you, when you know that other countries are not going to have that, especially, we're, we're also raised, look at the way you're raised in the United States too. I think part of what helped us is Mark and I have, we're both homeschooled through high school. And so I think we, we kind of got a little removed from it, but in schools, you know, you were saying the anthem every day and you were, you were taught through history classes, you know, that the United States is the best country in the world and you'll never get any better. And so the idea of leaving when it feels attractive also feels terrifying because you're like, what if all of those lessons I've had growing up are true? What if I really do live in the best I'm ever gonna get? Um, and so it was, it was a terrifying idea and my initial attitude, even though I knew that at that point I was ready to go when he first came to me and said, have you thought about Costa Rica? Was no way, man, like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? But then when he sat down with me and he showed me what he, what he had, you know, we saw a lot of images of, of community, close-knit community, and, um, you know, just this, this eco-friendliness that was also very important. Those fires in, in uh, Oregon that he referred to were really starting to scare us in regards to climate change and things like that. So knowing that there was an attitude of wanting to kind of work backwards from that was was nice and um yeah he he actually he actually i gotta give him credit he he is a salesman and usually i am i am good at avoiding his his sales pitches but this particular sales pitch was was effective and i knew, uh, I knew all of your objections i was you <laughs> did I was you did <laughs> And you have to say, like, after we, uh, after we went forward with it, we decided to go forward with it, we never really looked back. Like, we never really changed our mind at any point and said, nah, we're going to, never mind, we're gonna st we should stay in the United States. Yeah, I definitely remember some moments of, like, wow, what, like, this is really happening. And kind of like that, that fluttering of fear of, mm -hmm. you know, am I going to miss this was more my thought. Right. It wasn't. Right. It, or, or even, yeah, like, I will miss this, like recognizing that there's just gonna be things that we were not gonna have anymore, like really, really fast proximity. You know, we've, we spent time living near both of our families at different points. We're gonna have that, right? Where we could just drive 15, right. you know, five to 15 minutes and see a fa see, see family. Um, right. Or, you know, have like a really, you know, a strong network of friends. Um, mm -hmm. So I had those, but I never had a, Hmm. Maybe I am making the wrong decision. I'd agree with you there. Yeah. No, I never had that either. I would say the closest that I came, like you said, the family thing was the hardest for me. And you know that. Oh, of course. Um, shortly before we moved to Costa Rica, we moved to Florida. Um, and there are some financial reasons behind that, that again, Mark will probably get into uh, in the future where, and I'll probably be asleep. I don't know. But we lived five minutes down the street from my parents. And, um, I love my parents very much. My father and I are almost the exact same person in some ways. And it was great getting to see them every weekend and getting to allow the kids to see them every week because, you know, my children hadn't really seen them much when we had moved to Oregon, which is clear on the other side of the country. But, you know, it was, it was hard. And Mark was there. 
to hear me quite a few times getting rather teary-eyed and upset about the idea of leaving my parents. And, um, you know, it took, it took some talking through, but I did realize that that fear never really gave way to changing my mind to leaving either. It was just a fear of what was going to be necessary. So I think, you know, once you, and this is not just for Costa Rica, this is, this is for, I think, any idea that you have to make a big move, whether it be to another country, to another state, to, you know, the other side of the street. I think that that extensive research is the key to knowing that the decision that you're making is not a bad one. And that it makes it easier for you to not necessarily put pa push past the fear, but to acknowledge the fear and to let it be there as you continue forward. The more certain you are of something, the less that that fear is going to make you take backward steps. So that was what we learned, I think, even though, you know, if Mark, if Mark had much fear, he, he hid it um, behind very happy-go-lucky... <laughs> flying by the seat of his pants, <laughs> suggestions. Um, and, you know, he, he kind of kept us, I think, rolling when I would get kind of scared sometimes, which is why we balance each other out so well. Before we head out, Mark, what would you say to somebody who is just starting to think that maybe expat life is for them? I'd say let's just start with the why. Right. Like, I think you really need to have a, a very good <clears throat> understanding of why you are doing something. Um, it feels like a lot of the people who I've seen um, who struggle with it are doing it to get away from something rather than to get towards something. Right. And if you if you're just leaving to get away from something, you really don't know what you're, it's very difficult to know what you're getting into because your only criteria is, oh, well, I know it's not this. Right. Uh, so I think I, that's, that's the number one thing I would give is underst understand your why and use that to guide the decision, both whether you should and then if you do, where you would go. What about you? Yours was so good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. So proud of you. Um, me personally, if somebody was to say to me, and I have had a few people who have asked me where to start, and mine is not to rush. Don't rush it. It feels like you need to rush. And, and again, I hate keep, to keep saying this, but in a future episode, Mark and I will get into the mistakes we made uh, on, our, on our journey to get here. Um, but one of, I think, the biggest mistakes is being tricked by your own feelings of urgency mm -hmm. into thinking that it needs to be, a decision has to be made now. Like, it, it never does. Um, I mean, obviously, I shouldn't say never because obviously there's an exception to every rule. But most of the time... Almost never the, does, yeah. Almost never, yeah. You, you have time to join expat forums for the country you want to live in, to read what people are saying, to look up the laws, to look up what school is like, give yourself a few months to watch videos, to you know, follow the news in that area. 
and, and to reach out to people who are in those groups that I mentioned, who you know, seem open to answering questions. You have the time to make sure that the decisions that you are making match you. You always, well, almost always have the time. Yeah, um, I, I, like, it, yeah. I like that one a lot. And just to kind of add, add a little color, what will happen is when you give yourself time, your thoughts about what you should do, or your plans will change and, mm -hmm. and it'll be much better aligned to what you actually want rather than maybe what you, what you initially think you think you, or thought you want. Thought Even you rather... Good. <laughs> so Thank you for the best. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. Um, yeah, but he's, he's right. Even, even more than using the word change, you could say that your, your plans will evolve. Right. Ooh, whether that better. means, yeah, whether that means the country that you thought you were going to move to changes to a different country or it only strengthens your resolve, um, your opinions will evolve the more you give yourself time. And until you are feeling totally sure, at least sure enough that, you know, you're going to be able to push past that fear we mentioned, don't rush it. You'll you'll never be glad you rushed it. So with that, we are on our way out because we actually have children. Oh, God, the <laughs> children. Yeah, oh, God, the children that we need to go pick up from school. Uh, but we will return in episode two. It's a podcast. No one can see anything. Shut up. Say goodbye, Mark. I already stopped my recording. Mark. Hey, y'all, this is just a friendly reminder that Costa Rica Two Ways is first and foremost an entertainment podcast. So please do all the research you need to make sure that this is for you before you decide to become an expat. If you want to keep up with us, you totally can on multiple different social media channels, and all of those links are in the episode description. You can contact us directly and learn more about us on our website, cr2ways, with the two spelled out, Com. If you are listening to us on a platform where you can rate and subscribe, please make sure that you rate us and subscribe to us so that more awesome people just like you can find us. See you next time.